Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Cheers. Remix. Radio. Fellow Americans. It is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present. Let's just check out Scotty together. Tell them who you are. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is It's your girl, Cy Brown. Today is December 22nd, and I'm going to take my Christmas pictures today. I know I am so late. I have sent out almost, almost, not quite all, but almost all of my Christmas cards, and uh, I'm just going to take the pictures today. It's really hard (laughs) trying to coordinate with teenagers and spouses and schedules and stuff when everybody's in the same place and Then when we were ready before, my kids wouldn't do it because they didn't have a haircut. And then when they did get a haircut, my husband had to work. And then when he was off, their shirt wasn't – I'm like, oh, boy. It was so much easier when they were just little and you could just, you know, get up. Come on, we're going. That's it. No questions asked. You put everybody in (laughs) – this is what I did – a white turtleneck and, like, a red uh, tartan plaid uh, lumberjack shirt (laughs) – and a pair of blue jeans, because you all know I have two boys, so it was just really easy. So one year we did the shirt and tie, and then the next year we did the white turtlenecks with the red plaid, and then the next year we did a sporty thing. We never did the white shirt with the jeans, though. I think everybody takes one of those. We've never we've never done that. I'm trying to think back. One year we actually did summer pictures, and they had on, like, these Tommy Hilfiger baseball jerseys. I don't, you know, that was just being a little over the top, but it was a cute picture, though. So we're going to take our Christmas pictures today, which I'm very, very excited about. And, uh, you know, I'll post them up on Facebook, and I'll post them up on my blog, Cy Brown, so you guys can all see the quirky pictures that uh, my family is taking. Um, You know, the only sad thing is, you know, I can't send one to my mom, because for the most part, you know, you take your family pictures to send to your parents, and... um, so this is going to be the first Christmas I don't do that. But actually, I'm handling it pretty well. I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with um, how I'm handling it. Just, you know, your own internal checks and balances. But, yeah, so I'll send them out to all of you, out to everybody, my, my quirky family pictures, and my mom will just be, like, glimpsing over my shoulder. She'll be looking down from heaven over my shoulder at the pictures. Um, but we had a good conversation yesterday, very, very happy. We talked about health care reform, and one of the biggest sticking points, I had a, an amazing conversation with a dear friend of mine yesterday, and, and he and I share um, really good conversations and insightful conversations, and one of the things that he said to me is, Sai, you know this isn't uh, health care reform, this is a health care bill. 
I was like, oh, I said that yesterday. I said, I've been saying that, saying that, saying that. Nobody believes me. Um, yeah, just just don't forget that this is not real reform. This is what we have, and, you know, since this is what we have, we're we're going to have to take it because something is better than nothing. Um, and I really want to get into today uh, just health care reform or health care um, this healthcare built 101. You know, I'm a big 101 person. For anybody that's been in college or high school or school, that 101 is that basic class. So today, I'm just going to talk about um, really quickly a couple of important points about what's going on with our coverage. Because I did share yesterday that as of January, my healthcare insurance premium is going to double. On top of that, it's going to cost me now $200 to take my kids to the emergency room versus 100. But in the end, I guess I should be grateful, right? Yeah, I say that facetiously. But anyway, before I get into my notes, just want to give a big shout-out. Hi, Mr. Derek Eady. I see you in the chat room. What's going on, my brother? I'm so happy that you're joining me at 12 noon. Um, so hello, and listen to Derek's show. He's on Blog Talk Radio, and he's Eady Media. And he comes on Tuesdays. Actually, I think his show is on today's Tuesday, right? Yeah, his show comes on tonight. I think it's... 10 or 11 o'clock at night Eastern Standard Time. So big shout-out to Derek Eady, who's joining me in the chat room right now. Um, let me let me get into what's going on. Let me just give you the gist of this health care, because I definitely don't want to run out of time. Uh, first of all, we just need to understand that, as I explained yesterday and today, that this is a bill and not real reform. What's happening right now, as as I understand it, is that, there's thousands and thousands of pages with just the most insane language. And what's happening is there's really only six pieces or six components to what is going to change. So I'll touch on these six components, and then I just ask you to Google and do what you have to do. And they're very similar in the House and the Senate bills, um, but basically it's requiring insurance companies to sell to almost everyone so that they have insurance. And it's also going to create an, ex an insurance exchange so people could buy coverage at a fair price. But be mindful, we still won't be allowed to buy coverage across state lines, which is the downside because, you know, if you live in New Jersey and it's cheaper in New York, you can't get it. And I know people like in that D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area will feel the same pain that we do up here in the Northeast. People commute into other cities but still would not be able to purchase insurance across state lines. So I think that's a, a a very um, important piece that was omitted from this legislation. But anyway, what's happening is we are supposed to be guaranteed coverage. Carriers could no longer refuse to sell insurance or raise premiums based on someone's health status. This is quirky for me because, you know, we live in a capitalist society and the insurance companies embody capitalism. So I, I, I just don't know how we're going to balance the fact that carriers can't refuse people that are going to cost them money in a capitalist society. I'm not against pe our people, but just I want to see how this is going to work because to me, in my brain, it doesn't make sense. The insurers could cha charge older people higher premiums than younger buyers, but they'd still be limited in their ability to do this, which, which infringes upon capitalism. Anyway, um, the second key piece is the individual mandate. What's happening is making insurers get coverage is really only half of it. It would also require um, the insurance companies to accept people that need insurance. Otherwise, young and healthy people would just be like, you know what, I don't need insurance. 
I don't feel I need it. But what's gonna what that what's gonna happen with that is it's going to raise the premiums for people that do have insurance. So there's going both bills, the House and the Senate, are going to impose a mandate that nearly all individuals buy insurance. Which honestly, I don't think that's a problem because if you have a car, you have to buy insurance. So I don't know why, why people are kind of up in arms about that one. Another key piece to this legislation is the exchange. Now, this I actually heard President Obama talking about, as well as um, Axelrod uh, on Meet the Press, who's one of his senior, senior advisors, and they're really talking about this exchange. And basically what it is, it's a, a, a mechanism that allows people without employer coverage to buy on the individual market, which is exactly what we do with car insurance. So, for example, because... We, the, the costs associated with health insurance are unknown, employers may or may not offer health insurance to new employees. So what's happening with this exchange is it will allow people to actively go out and buy health insurance, which, again, I don't understand why we haven't been able to do that anyway. I don't – if you look at the history of health insurance, it was offered as a benefit when you were hired at a job. So health care benefits were just like, hey, you know what, I'm working at ABC Company and I have health benefits. But through time, it has made it so that that's the only place or really one of the only, if not the only conduit, unless it was cost prohibitive, to, to have health insurance. So what this exchange is going to do is allow those without employer coverage to buy on the individual market. And it also, well, they feel it's going to set up a competitive insurance market within states. But if you cannot buy across state lines, which is how the bill is written right now, that point becomes moot. So now there's only competition between two or three carriers in a particular state, such as in New Jersey, there's Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, and maybe one other. So it's still really limited who your op, you know, what options you have. And you know what? They have to really look at collusion because these, you think Coke and Pepsi don't engage in conversations to set the prices in the marketplace. They're not supposed to, but they do. And insurance companies have been accused for this for ages. And it's, I remember studying collusion in my business law class many, many years ago. But just look it up collusion, and then you're going to wonder why you may not be able to buy across state lines or that the price is so high, but it's similar across all companies, insurance companies. And that's because it's by design. The fourth piece of this bill is subsidies. And even though we have guaranteed coverage, the individual mandate and the exchange, if you're making 725 an hour, which by the way, there was I caught wind last week in the news that they actually wanted to and it was on Fox, so be mindful of the source, that stimulating the economy could take place if we lowered the minimum wage, thereby allowing employers to hire more people. Are you serious? $7.25 an hour, which is the minimum wage, comes to like fifteen grand a year. Oh, my goodness. That's like our grocery bill or something. So, you know, even though they're saying, okay, we're making health care uh, available, it's still not affordable. So the government's answer to this is subsidies. So for the poorest, the bills expand Medicaid, which um, offers health insurance to those that typically cannot afford it and are income eligible um, and may or may not receive other types of public assistance. So 
it definitely encourages small businesses to buy coverage for their employees. But I have a friend, and let me tell you this, when I lived in Atlanta, who worked at Walmart, my neighbor, and Walmart deliberately would not give her enough hours to make her eligible for health insurance, and because they paid her bare minimum, she was eligible for Medicaid. So before we're so quick to skippy happy run off to Walmart and be so amped about it, look at some of their dubious practices as well, because my neighbor never made 40 hours, so if you take 5 6 $7 an hour, that makes her eligible, and plus her hours were never guaranteed, that makes her eligible for Medicaid. Okay, Walmart, like the biggest company in the world, and you can't even give health insurance. So this this is, you know, let me mind my tangents, but come on, people, let's, let's look at this. So basically, I feel we're, all we're doing is going to expand Medicaid anyway. Um, at the expense of people that do have insurance, which I don't have a problem with, but then when I see trifling companies like Walmart blatantly not blatantly skirting the system that would um, mandate them to give health insurance to their workers and not doing it, it makes me a little salty. Anyway, that's um, one, two, three. That's four points. The fifth point is cost controls. President Obama um, and Congress, I feel, have really abandoned any effort to fundamentally restructure the way health care is delivered to the United States. A lot of people are discussing tort reform, but the bills are, that, that are being proposed that, to come across his desk include dozens of small experiments. Now, this piece right here is according to Huffington Post, um, aimed at delivering medical treatments more efficiently while reducing payments for unnecessary care. We cannot discuss cost controls until we start to discuss tort reform. So that's something we have to look at. And the last thing is how are we going to pay for this? And that's exactly what my husband said. How is this going to get paid for? They feel they can pay for it um, by placing a tax surcharge on those making more than half a million dollars a year. I don't know if that's going to work. We'll see. Um, but I am going to continue this discussion tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. So we will be talking health care reform versus the health care bill at 12 noon again tomorrow. Shoot me a text message or shoot me an email if you have any questions, and I'll definitely talk about it on the air. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much, Derek, for checking in in the chat room, and thank you so much to whoever's listening on from area code 704. I think I know who that is, but I don't want to say. Um, I'll see everybody tomorrow at 12, and always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. I love you all for listening. Thank you so much. And tomorrow, health care reform versus the health care bill, day three. Peace.